0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And probably league That's not a that's a
1: miracle. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. It was so good to have the footy back on the weekend. I've got the great Kangaroo, also known as Gurino, sometimes referred to as Rugby League Guru, but mainly Gurino and Kangaroo. How was your weekend, mate?
0: Good, mate. Kangaroo Kangaroo is becoming more and more popular every (laughs) week, which is killing me just quietly. Hey. Uh, no mate, good weekend, good to have footy back uh, Bit of a mixed bag, the trials but
1: no, At least we've got something to at least look we got at something. Yeah, something to look exactly at right. If I've got to live with the nickname Beak, you've got to live with Kangaroo no, until, until Beak goes away, Kangaroo is staying <laughs> um, As always, brought to you by the beautiful bloke bar beer Crisp, easy drinking I had a couple on the weekend, Kangaroo And it was absolutely heaven Sitting back, watching the footy, finally back Beautiful warm weather uh, These are the stores in Spotlight We've got Warwick Farm sellers, the good old Warwick Farms. Warwick Farm Cellars, Bottle Mart, Troy's Liquor, The Oaks, Lakeside Plaza Celebrations, The Entrance, Char- Charlie's Liquor, all stalls, Charlie's Liquor, all of their stores. Porter's Alexandria, Celebrations Plumpton, Legend Forest Legends Forest Hill, Wagga, Shearer's Arms Tavern, Gold Coast, Stafford Tavern, Brisbane, Aussie World Superstore in Sunny Coast. That's Aussie World Superstore, Sunny Coast. Dicey's Liquor Warehouse in Gladstone. Westbrook Tavern in the Great Toowoomba. If your local doesn't stock it or they have stocked it in the past, you can walk in, ask them politely, order some via ALM and they will be able to get some beer in. Uh, Make sure to support the platform, guys. Plus, it's a beautiful beer. So if you normally drink beer and you love footy, why not just grab a case of bloke in a bar instead of your your normal beer that you drink uh, and enjoy the content? But the weekend has gone and done. Like who, what, who impressed you the most? I know it's, I know it's just the trials. So let's, let's uh, put a, what's the word? Uh, a disclaimer at the start of this. We understand that it was just trials, guys. We understand it. But we have to work with the information that we got. And so everything we say going forward is understanding that it was just trials. But who impressed you? What squad impressed you the most?
0: Uh, as far as squads, uh, oh, I'll start with one guy I want to give a shout-out first to, Billy Walters, mm. what he's done. We've just heard in the last probably 40 minutes or so of recording, it looks like he has got the six jersey. And, mate, we sat here, what, five weeks ago and said, you know, is it because he's his son? Is there going to be a bit of backlash? Personally, I don't think there's any argument that he hasn't been the most impressive ball player oh, over the last few
1: weeks. For sure. And I was of that ilk of like, look, He's, a, he's the coach's son it is not worth the backlash you'll receive by putting him in but I think if anyone has watched the trials both trials it is a very, you're a very tough man to impress if, or woman if you don't feel Billy Walters has been the best six for the Broncos now you could say Ezra Miam has had the highlight kind of stuff and don't get me wrong no one's as excited about Miam as me Like I'm so excited I think the long term six all of that great stuff but it is way, way too early to be putting him in first grade round one, with a you know with Adam Reynolds. You know, let this kid. He's 18 years old, pretty sure. Let this kid, you know, ply his trade in New South, uh, Queensland Cup. There's no need to rush him when you have a guy like Billy Walters, who I feel has truly, truly anti sport. If yet, put it this way, let's say they all played solidly and he was just a little bit better. I would even argue. Look, got to be loyal. Stay loyal to either Kelly or Gamble. But I just think he's been far and away their best half over the last two weeks, that you would be crazy not to put him in that sixth role.
0: Yeah, it'd be wild if he doesn't get it for me. I will be shocked. Mm. Be interested to see who gets the 14 jersey now.
1: Yeah. I just... I think Corey Pakes has played himself into yeah, it.
0: So do I. I Yeah, I, I, I didn't see a world where I wouldn't have Gamble or Kelly. I, I didn't expect Gamble or Kelly to be in the side somewhere. Mm. I, I don't know if I can get him in there now. Yep. I really don't.
1: I, I can't because Corey Pakes used to be a seven. So you know he... You know that he can cover the half role if he has to. Um, you know, he could even fill in as like a lock if he had to. I know he's quite small, but he is explosive. I Now, some people are calling for Corey to be straight in at number nine. I still believe we made this st- same mistake with Andrew McCulloch where, you know, Andrew McCulloch wasn't offering that much in attack. And so we were like, oh, well, we can just have Turpin, who had a great first season – But there is something to be said for, yes, Turpin doesn't necessarily explode out of dummy half, but you need a solid hooker that's going to get through a shit ton of tackles, lay the platform, and then you can bring on Corey. Whereas I just don't think Corey is
0: a platform layer. I think he can come on and be explosive. Especially now that you have got Adam Reynolds and you've Mm. got a genuine 5'8 in that side. Now, it'd be good to have a really good running 9 But I think they'll be okay with Turpin, yeah, and sure. bringing pakes on in little bits and pieces. For me, it's his running game that is the best part of his game. Yeah, if you can bring him on for fifteen minutes stints against a tired park,
1: could be anything for Brisbane. Absolutely, um, it could be a great combo because although you may not get that explosiveness from Turpin, you you get the the, the hard stuff out of the way. All the big forwards running, all the big boppers, all the are just setting up. Um, positions on the field, and then Corey has the best of both worlds. Like, I I understand Corey would love to start, love to play 80 minutes, uh, and so would Turpin, but maybe it is best for the team that Turpin becomes a 60-minute hooker or even a, you know, a a 50-minute hooker, and Corey comes on and, you know, has explosive explosive runs out of dummy half. And there's nothing wrong with that? No, not at all. Not at all. And one of them could play themselves into that 80-minute role. Like, you've got two options. I just can't see a world where... I, I personally I agree with you. I, I would have struggled to see Gamble not in the 17. Uh, I just think he struggled a little bit, especially uh, against the Titans. He just looked a bit um, – had good moments. And in defense, he had some good good solid defense. But if he was the guy that was supposed to steer the ship. And I know we came back in the end, but he just didn't look like –
0: it didn't look like he was an NRL player playing against a, a Q Cup side. Gamble's biggest strength can be his weakness sometimes, and on the weekend it was that he tries too hard yeah, sometimes. For sure, um, I, I you know I love that about Gamble, and fuck if I'm playing him in Queensland Cup in round one, mm. I think you're going to be in for something special. Yeah, just quietly. absolutely. I absolutely. wouldn't want to be marking up against him. Thoughts um, on Kelly? Yeah, I I've, I've always been a little bit higher on Kelly, but I think it's hard to argue with that he played himself out of that side on the weekend. Mm. I thought, um, and they weren't. Huge mistakes Huge errors But just little things That you know We we, we were talking about During the game They build up Absolutely It's a kick that goes A metre too long That's 20 metre tap And it's a penalty On the 40 metre All of a sudden The Titans are attacking 20 metres out When they should have been Kicking from their own 30 metre line But it all comes down To that kick being A metre too long And it's what the NRL Is about realistically
1: Absolutely And And In games like that, if you are a fringe player that is a first grader, you've really got to be stamping your authority on that game. You've really got to be like, you know, oh wow, like Albert Kelly is a step above. Um, Now don't get me wrong. I think it's great for the Broncos that they've got two players that can play good quality NRL. But I just felt like when I watched Billy Walters play in both matches, I felt you watched him and you go, he's a touch, he's a step above. He's a little bit above the, the Q Cup standard. And there were other players like that too. Like, for example, Ezra Mann was a little bit above. The only difference is that he's quite young. Um, I thought for the Titans, though, for feeder on the centre, I thought for feeder on the centre was
0: great. Yeah, very impressive. Um, obviously, had to mark Katoni Staggs, which was a bit and of a nightmare. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, I mean, Stags, I think Stags beat him one on one there, but I'll back Stags in to beat some of the best defensive centres in our game. Yeah, I, honestly, that, that
1: close to the line, I doubt many centres yep. would stop Stags outside of maybe
0: a Manu or an Olam, maybe. And this was my biggest problem with the Broncos last year when I was watching them that they had these two Ferraris out on the right edge, Stags, and they just weren't getting the ball to them. Clean mm. ball. I thought they got more clean ball the other night in the first 20 minutes when. Yep. Walters was directing Than they have in the last few years So Yeah, yeah I thought another impressive team Granted that they, they, they put out Close to a full strength side Was Manly um, In saying that I thought the Tigers Were probably one of the more Disappointing ones But I thought Manly was great Turbo has Returned <laughs> yeah. Where he left I think it took him two minutes To get his first TA Yeah One of a thousand this year Yeah um, Yeah when, when, when they conceded that try Right on half time Like 39th minute very worrying signs for the Tigers.
1: Worrying signs was is that, that in that second half, it was essentially reserve-grade Manly versus basically reserve-grade Tigers, and it was a shellacking. Yeah. So that, so even if you were to say, yes, it's just a trial, and it is just a trial, the concern is is that the Tigers' depth isn't, isn't the best right now. Now, it's just one game, it's just one half of footy, but from what we did see, the amount of points Manly laid on with a team, with a against a side that should be equal, like th- those two teams, they looked about the same experience.
0: And mate, like in I, the I, second half, that yeah. Is. And I mean, mate, at the thirty-eighth minute, it was eight-four to Manly, like yeah. that. Actually, like I, Manly was the better side. Don't get me wrong, but to the Tigers' credit, they'd hung in. And then to concede a try in the 39th minute when you got one more set to go, it's just it's very Tigers. Mm. It's very you just if if I told you that had happened to a team. Yeah. You'd probably guess the tigers, tigers really or Broncos, really. Yeah, uh, which I'm sure would have had Madge kicking chairs and not happy. Yeah, the concern. We'll, we'll get into the trials. We'll get into the trials. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> got
1: a, got ahead of ourselves there. So Ponga says in an interview, "I'm locked in. I'm dedicated to winning a comp." Now, to be clear, though, in that same interview, he kind of says, "You know, I'm just focused on footy. I, I'm not thinking about contracts. I'm not thinking about this." So it wasn't, even though that sentence. Looks like you know he's 100 percent already signed a contract, but I do believe that for him to say I'm dedicated to winning a comp here, this is great signs for the Knights and massive pat on the back if the Knights do keep him.
0: Yeah, um, I'll probably get accused of being a bit stubborn here, but yeah. what else did you expect him to say mm. at the same time?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I like if if I'm Ponga, I would say stuff like not, instead of I'm dedicated to winning a comp here, and like the rhetoric was kind of like I'm here long term. I would be saying things like, you know, I'm just focused on playing good footy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the club, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the, I'm dedicated
0: to winning a comp here. That kind of implies, like, I'm here for the long haul. Yeah, I, I'm just worried that right now he's saying that and all the clubs are on zero wins. Mm-hmm. If the Knights are still on zero wins and there's other teams with eight wins, I'm a little bit worried about how that might change. Um, but, uh, mate, I, for Newcastle's sake, once again, I hope he does stay. I think it'll be unreal for them to keep KP. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not as convinced by this. Really?
1: Okay, interesting, interesting. I mean, it, I'm locked in. Now, locked in could mean I'm focused on this season, um, but it all, also could mean they've, they've come to terms or agreements. I think the fact that you know, his father is a part of the club now definitely helps his cause to staying. Um, I'm not 100% sold that he is locked in, but it's good rhetoric. Yeah. If you want,
0: it's good signs. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It is good signs. But this decision for me isn't going to be made in the preseason. It's going to be made over the next 10 or 12 weeks. There's so many many nice men going,
1: Guru, just give
0: it to us. Just say, Stone. And every single one that messages me tells me I'm a fucking idiot. I go, You should be standing up for your team. You should be telling me to get stuff good on you. I love that you're passionate. Uh, But. I, I'm still very concerned. Was it our last week? There was a comment on the new was like, there they go again, bashing the Knights. <laughs> it's like,
1: bro, I'm, we're not bashing the Knights. It's like, we, we, we're just like giving our thoughts on what's, what's really happening. But yeah, um, If we're wrong,
0: send it to us. Yep, we're happy
1: to wear it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so Ponga, oh, I just think it's good rhetoric. And I, yep. what, I, what I like about what he said from a Knights perspective is he understands the role. He understands what he needs to do. He understands why he... You know, the only reason Ponga stays at the Knights nice right now, it is not because they're already playing good footy and he wants to be a part of a good organization. It's not because he's just really enjoying his footy. He understands that the only thing that can keep him there, it's not money. Uh, it's not really right now the, the I guess, the, the fortune of playing with another superstar or a Super 3 or whatever. Uh, it's truly about... I understand it's going to take a few years and it's about winning a comp here. If I can achieve that, it'll be worth maybe the money sacrifice if I am making a money sacrifice. Um, so I, again, I, I agree with you that it doesn't mean that he signed the contract and it's going to be a very different landscape if they don't win, if they struggle in the start of the year. But I do like that him saying that, that as a new, if I'm a Newcastle fan, that's what I love to hear. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'd love to stay, but we're just nutting out like... You know the contract and the implication is then offering up enough, up enough money um, it is truly about being the man that takes them to a premiership.
0: I will say this, if they do if this season goes differently to what I'm anticipating, which it quite possibly could, um, it, it is I'm, I'm then more confident he could stay there, but I'm, you know, I'm just worried that the next 10 weeks is going to have more impact yeah. Mate, I if, if they s- just have one or two injuries in the halves I just, what's going to happen there?
1: I feel sorry for if he does leave. The amount of Knights fans are going to look back on this and blow up. Well, that's the like, thing,
0: and I'm sorry it's happened before. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's not like it's not like it'd be an unusual thing. And KP, unfortunately, he would become public enemy number one. Oh, fuck. but once again, if I'm KP, I've got to take care of KP.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, look, look, the safe bet is to go to another club that is doing better. But if he truly, if he truly believes, like. You know, I think I can win a comp. And you've you got to remember too, like, he would have confidence in his ability to recruit other stars because before he went to the Knights, they couldn't recruit anyone. And then they obviously got, they've got like, what, four or five origin players now. And that's all the
0: back off And, mate, if you can recruit a good seven, it's a great side again. Yeah. They just need that direction. Um, I heard that he mentioned how happy he is that Joey's there. Mm. It's always a good sign. Um, hypothetical. on the spot here If they're I don't know 2 and 10 At round 12 And it's all Sort of going to shit Like let, Let's be honest here, If they're going poorly They'll blame KP Because he's oh, the best sure. player On the field for sure Like th- this narrative Could turn on KP Very quickly Joey Newcastle legend Does Joey say to KP You have to stay Or does Joey Care about KP
1: Yeah Like I mean, is it going to
0: get to a point If they do go poorly Which they might not but if they do, is KP just gonna be public enemy regardless?
1: Yeah, this it's is my it's a worry. Tough one. It's it's such a tough one. And you're right. Like it will be I mean, he already is public enemy number one to some people. Like there's already Newcastle Knights that are like well, mate, overrated. Well, there's nothing this, uh,
0: we hate in rugby league more than when a guy's losing and he's got a camera in his hand or he's on a skateboard. Mm. If he's winning and he's doing those those things. It's, totally fine. it's great. Yeah. Hunky dory, fantastic. But if they start to lose and KP is I mean, we saw him having what a milkshake at the start of last year. Remember how that blew up?
1: When he was like, "Oh, well," he said, "Like, you know, I didn't mind that something like I, Brownie when Brownie got moved on or whatever." Yeah, he fine. said, oh, "I just went down and got a milkshake," and that still comes up now. I mean, it was a. But that's thing, who so. KP eats,
0: yeah. You know, yeah. and he is going to be the guy that if they if they lose eight games in a row, he's still going to be walking down the road barefoot. He's going to be riding his skateboard. Yeah. He's going to be he's going to be doing things outside of the game, like his podcast, like his promotional things, which he should be doing. But rugby league as an audience, we yep. don't like those things when yep. people aren't I mean, doing well. A good example
1: of this is like, you know, even Corey Norman to an extent, and he wasn't even involved in a lot of that stuff. But it just, it did magnify like, a, it gave people a reason to dislike him. Like, you know, even though his form at times wasn't the best, it does give people a reason to point at that and go, you're not focused on rugby league, rah, rah, rah. And it's like... Like they, it's they're still going to live their lives. And they're mate, live journo's
0: know what sells. KP yeah. is going to sell over the next six months.
1: Oh man! I mean, he already is, and he. Um, I think it's funny to point out that Ponga comment. That was actually in mid 2019. That was wow. actually three years ago. Wow! And people the milkshake still milkshake one. Yeah.
0: Mm. Good it was, God! It was mate, twenty or 20 I, like. I still get milkshake emojis posts on. Yeah. KP. Funny. But like, That's funny. You won't forget. <laughs> um, interesting
1: times. I mean, the Knights—they uh, are. In the balance right now Their whole franchise In my opinion But As I said I'm going to look at a glass half full mm. I'm going to say That's great rhetoric I'm going to say Pray to the footy gods That he does stay Because I do want Pong to stay at the Knights
0: Because I think it's better for rugby league As do I I've probably just had a few more sips Out of my glass <laughs> You're glass half empty Bart. You've got to come glass half full might be quarter full just score. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so if you're a betting man, do you still think he's Gonskis?
0: Oh, I, I think he is. Okay. But that's because I think they're not going to go well this year. And I think okay. that decision will So
1: be if they go game. well, let's say they go first 10 matches and they go five from 10, <laughs> does he stay?
0: Yeah. I, 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 I think he's a much better chance to Yeah, But, mate, the, the longer this goes, the longer the Dolphins are sitting on a heap of money because they haven't got a marquee guy. Yeah. Uh, like... I don't know, if if they're not going to sign KP, if they can't like now, now Melbourne have a heap of money to keep Munster and Grant mm. too, who's going to be the guy?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. What's, I just finished watching the uh, Wayne Rooney documentary, yeah. the soccer player, and what was really interesting is that the only time that, he, that Manchester United really nearly lost him, and he said he was leaving Man United, was he walked into the office with Alex Ferguson, and they just got gotten rid of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and another really I think it's Tevez or something, something like that. And Rooney walked into Ferguson and said, mate, who have you signed? Like, What are we doing here? Like, I'm not gonna stay. And Alex Ferguson said, get get out of my office, which is not the right way to answer. I mean, for Alex Ferguson, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But the reason why I bring that up is this: like, it's a very similar situation that I, I think Ponga is in right now, is that I'm sure he's going to the upper echelon and saying, who are we signing? Like, what, what's, what's the plan? Who's the recruitment? Like, we got rid of Mitchell Pearce. Um, who's the guy to replace him? Uh, and you look around and you go, who is the guy? Like, what seven on the market right now is, is someone they could go after? What do you got there, mate? Uh, um, it's off topic, just a bit of breaking news, and it's very, very sad. Hayes Dunster will miss the entire season after rupturing his ACL, MCL, and PCL. Far out. Fuck. Far out, man. Oh, it's a tough game. And it was like his op- – this was his year. This, this was his man year, spot. Yep. And he was doing so well, like, at the end of last year. Oh out, man. I just, I know how, as a, as a player, like, especially on the fringe there, your whole life has come to this. Finally, finally, I get a, a chance to cement a spot and prove myself, and then just get ripped from you. And then you're sitting there watching the games and you're happy for the boys, but at the same time, if another wing comes and kills it, you're sitting there, like, fr- you know, there's been reports that the Eels have uh, inquired whether Jermaine Osako is free. Far out, man. Poor bloke. He'll be back though. He'll be back. I always bring up the same, the same example. Look at Tedesco. First couple of years of his career, blew his knee out. What two times? Was it three or two? I think it was three, mate. Yeah. It was and like, look where he is now. He will go yeah. down as one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Period. Already, like I reckon, if Tedesco was to retire tomorrow, you could still consider him as one of the greatest fullbacks of all yep, time. I would. Um, and so I always use that example. Example of. If you get injured, look at Teddy. He come back. He's more explosive than ever. One of the best ball runners we've ever seen. So, yeah. Head up. He'll be back. Great dunster. Great dunster. Um, yeah, so Ponga, all of those things we just said, I think that's good rhetoric. I think if I'm a Knights fan, I take a lot of uh, hope from that. A lot of hope from that. Now, uh, just a quick question I wanted to ask you. Really interesting. So, obviously, Maverick Gaia. Uh, you know, he was the talk of the town yesterday. The commentators loved him. Don't get me wrong, I love I love me some MG more than X blog. I actually messaged MG and was like, "Mate, I'm so happy for you. I see your son doing so well." But wow, those commentators—they were setting him up to get peppered online. There was there was a period there where the ball was on the other side of the field, and they were like, literally, said they need to get the ball to Maverick guy on the other side of the field. It's like, right, this this
0: poor bloke's gonna get peppered online because you're speaking about him too much. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. <laughs> oh, what about when they, straight after the game, they had the Fox League interview and they had him waiting on the microphone to talk. Like,
1: fuck. Different era. Good
0: eh? on him. Oh, and at the same time, I think he's one of those charismatic sort of fellas that was able to hand, him, hand, hand himself, himself, well, thankfully. for sure. Could have been a disaster, um, though. Yeah, I, I, I think he was actually pointing to dad in the bar on the other side of the stadium. So, yep. some good chat there. But, uh, yeah, a good try. Great first touch. But um, I just want, I wanted
1: to ask you the question. It's really, really interesting. And look... This is a, a very specific situation because it could have been the fact that his father was a club legend. But Storm chased Gaia and were very interested. And I thought, is this a really – does this show how far the Panthers have come that they are able to knock back – a player at the, the Panthers are able to knock back offers and stay at the Panthers rather than go to Storm?
0: Mate, I thought this exact thing when I heard that. Yeah, okay. too. I straight away thought – Fuck, like if this was 10 years ago, I think MG says to him, mate, don't worry about the legacy. You need to become the best footballer you can become. But and Penrith, they're yep. that side now. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not saying that the Storm aren't, but Penrith are yeah. on par with them this. Now, this, uh, in,
1: in my opinion, this isn't a reflection of the Storm losing anything. Yep. It's a reflection of the Panthers gaining something. So it's not about, oh, the Storm aren't who they used to be. Not, not at all. It's about the Panthers have just come so far that – because I think – so Mark Guyer's brother played for the Storm.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, so there is – So um, there is a connection So, there. so Matt Guyer played there, yeah. Look, I would argue that if Mark guy was a legend of any other club other than Penrith Roosters in Melbourne, and there was a contract from Melbourne on the cards, he would say, go and be the best player you can be there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a sign of where Penrith are at. Um, I think he's also well aware that Villiamy Kikau is leaving next year. There yeah. will be a spot on that side, whether Maverick's ready for it or not. We'll see. It's still a year away. We spoke about him three weeks ago, Mm. talking about his stats in Jersey flag were incredibly impressive. A heap of offloads, heap of tackle breaks. Uh, Yeah, it was a really good try yesterday. Um, The defense obviously wasn't fantastic on it, Mm. but he has shown in Jersey flag that he is a high-end caliber, sort of second rower. So I couldn't believe how big he was. He's a big
1: boy. I I just also was impressed with... The Panthers' depth, man, he is yeah. just like some of that. Like you got Tago playing, you got a guy like Gaia. Um, their six was quality. Uh, was it Flahell? F- F- falls. falls, falls, the
0: five eight. Yeah, he was handy. Um, Sean O'Sullivan looked good yesterday. Um, Tago was there. He was playing like all, all the guys that played in the back line looked good to me. So. Yeah.
1: No, it's um, it's good, good signs for the Panthers. Good signs.